I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the ground. Oh, oh. oh. well done. <laughs> that was vocals, bitch. Oh, God. Anyone else on a chromatica come down or is it just me? <laughs> Miss Honey. Miss Honey. <laughs> Hey everyone! Hi everyone! Welcome back to the Dolls Discuss. It's Lourdes. It's Talia. If you would like to support our podcast and give us five stars on Spotify and five stars on Apple Podcasts, and also if you want to really, really, really support us, um, leave a written review on Apple Podcasts as well because that really helps. And it's also lovely to see what everyone thinks and hears. But to be quite honest, with the irregularity of (laughs) our recent episodes, I'm surprised anyone's still actually listening. No, the girlies care, the double Ds care. (laughs) I do be irregular. Something happened this summer and we all just went fucking crazy. literally, literally. Like, like what the hell? Like when was our last time? We we fully were like we're back and we're back. And we're, we're, this is that yeah. we're back, 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 back again. And no. we we left again. No, we, we, <laughs> the door didn't even fully shut, and we were running back into it. <laughs> Ciao. But to be honest, it has been what like two weeks, mm-hmm. which is yeah. fine, and it's been a busy two weeks. Yeah, we said we were, we're gonna do them every two weeks now. Before. Bi-weekly, bisexual, bi. Oh, no. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Hello? Oh, oh, oh. Faggot. Yeah, queen. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be doing them. Yeah, we're going to try. We'll aim. We'll continue trying to aim for one week. I'll probably mostly go to two weeks. And if not, then just whenever we first can. can. <laughs> it's not even a case of can be arse. It's just that we've like genuinely been really, really so busy. Hard. Like, I've been... Not in like international pussy, <laughs> and I've been walking down Sucky Hill Street to work. <laughs> you know, you know how it is. You know how it be so transgender of me. <laughs> but literally, your work gives you like fifty-two million shifts a week. It's like you don't get time to breathe. But sometimes I do. <laughs> in the night. <laughs> in the night, literally. No. Groggy. Flame. Um. Right, so let's do a wee catch-up. Right, okay. A wee hot minute catch-up, and then we'll jump into the episode. Because this time, we can't just continue doing, like, a chatty episode no, every time that we come <laughs> back. Like, come on. Even though I know you would all be obsessed with that. Um, so, What's big on rewind. You or big for I'm you? finally 17 now. <gasps> what the oh, fuck, yeah, guys? My big, big, beady bash, 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> just a PSA, I'm not actually 17. <laughs> Although I do look 17, maybe even 16 sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm actually 23. Dream big. So, oh no, we're dreaming we're, big. We're dreaming big, big we're dreaming honey. hard. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, latex gloves, smack so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I get so hard. Um, 
No, yeah, so it was my birthday. We had a gorgeous time. We went to Balloch. I finally swam. And... It was Teddy's birthday as oh, well. Oh, yeah, it was Teddy's birthday as well. But Teddy ain't on this podcast. <laughs> that bitch don't even listen to this shit. <laughs> Why you got your wife on VH1? The bitch can't read. <laughs> um, yeah, so we um teddy had their birthday we went out for their birthday on the thursday then we had like a wee joint thing where we just a few a wee group of us went to loch lomans for the day because loch lomans <laughs> um and we took some shrooms mm-hmm. they didn't work on me um, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what was going through my head that day, but I smoked a joint, didn't work. How do you smoke weed and it no works? And then took the shrooms, also didn't work. I'm like, ah, like is- we were there chewing on dirt, honey. No, literally, <laughs> literally, literally. And then I had had this obsession with really wanting to dive into fresh water, and the part that we were at in Loch Lomond was you couldn't really dive. It was more like you had to sort of. Crouch down. Crouch down and um, wobble over all these <laughs> stones. But then we got to a bit where you could swim and it was honestly Gorge. like soul cleansing. It was so, so nice. Um, but then that seaweed kept touching up my feet and I was like, oh. Do you know they actually say you should, um, they, you should dive deep into natural pools of water because it's what, it's obviously how we're meant to live or yeah. something to do and with, the I temperature don't know. I feel like is like good for your that's like taking a cold shower isn't it yeah Skinny. yeah exactly exactly um, but you turn the fucking temperature in our shower and bitch the temperature doesn't change <laughs> I have that right down at the bottom and it's Tethered. literally sizzling on my skin I'm like that. okay so we're doing this now is that why it's always done at the bottom aye because I'll be trying I'll be trying to turn that shit I go in it's like warm to start and then I, the shower goes on, I like to turn it down, turn it down, turn it down, so that when I come out, like, I'm just room temperature or cold. Right. But it doesn't work. No. No. But remember when we first had that shower? No, 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 shower no, before. Drip, 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 drip. <laughs> like, no, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> and then there were points where we'd need to use the bath as a shower. Like, honestly, and we then were, that like, was running only, a like, bath roasting. before work. <laughs> no, literally, and then the hot water broke, and I was running in with that broken kettle, oh, putting like, hot water in the much, bath. Too much. Too much, mama. Hey, um, so yeah, so then it was birthday, you headline, shoot your shot. That was yeah. a really fun night. And then that was you zooming off. Yeah, where you, did I go? You went Belgium. to Belgium. Oh, do a festival. That's yeah. been my highlight of oh, the yeah, summer that so was, far. That, was, that looked cunt, I honey. I played to 6,000 people. That was the biggest crowd that I've ever played to. It and was you had no idea? What? That you that were playing that until no, 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 you pulled up. Yeah. Alex literally was like, that's the stage you're playing on. I was literally walking into the world's biggest tent. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's going to be a few people in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that did look amazing. So props to you for that. Thanks. And then what else? I deleted all my dating apps. Good. And mental health has been astronomically better, that's actually. Good. That's good. Which is nice. It's nice to not centre other people's opinions Opinion. on your self-worth. Um, so if any, I honestly highly recommend it to anyone. I've also started to rely on myself more, like, for personal social skills. So, like, when I'm out chatting to people, talking to, like, interacting with people that way, rather than, like, just being on, like, I don't know, fucking field or hands yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Which, it, it's weird. As soon as you, like, make yourself unavailable online suddenly everyone wants a bit of you yeah but it's that thing as well it's like 
Yeah, no, it completely is. Yeah. Uh, I was going to try and compare it to something, but sometimes my mate are just not Let it go. Let it go. I did download Fields again because I was wanting to see what what was up in London town when I went down for Lady Gaga. Oh, no, spell the TV. And it was up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's up, and it's up, and it's up. Um, but yeah, so props to you for deleting dating apps. They are honestly shy. No, like, honestly, so like, shy. stinking, stinking, stinking. Um, I was like that. I'm deleting them all. I want to meet people the old-fashioned way. Carrier Insta- pigeon. No, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. You're in here with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, just worked loads again. Had like, just like, didn't really do much. And then I went to Lady Gaga just at the weekend there. I was playing in Barcelona. Oh yeah, you went to Barcelona. And then I went to my, my little brother came with me to Manchester for one of my shows. I got nominated for two emojis. Yes. Snap. for her. A crowd cheer emoji. Emoji. Oh, we're doing video now. What do you call that? Crowd cheer. Woo. <laughs> no, that's cunt. That's going to be the cunt moment. With against, FKA Twigs, what the fuck? Twigs, like, They're going to win. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. A moment of silence for that. I know. Like, Why did we just go silent? That's <laughs> literally insane. I'm, I still like can't No, I believe it's honestly. It. And then when is the ceremony? 28th of September. And you know we're going down. We're pulling... <laughs> looks okay. bitch and we will we're be. gonna be looking quiet and we're gonna actually meet fk twigs and we'll she's gonna sh- and actually she'll run not, away and she will not speak to us <laughs> especially if i've had one pretty circle patch i'll be like if you ever been to me listen <laughs> fuck off <laughs> oh my god stop. um so yeah if there's any hot Focus on trans um, <laughs> designers out there that want to design some garments, custom garments oh. to be worn to an award ceremony. Then hat us up. Let us let us know. Let us, let dress us. the dolls. <laughs> Petition to dress the dolls. Give girls money. Uh, circa t- um, to the twenty eighth of September, where there are two band bags on the <laughs> Okay. Evan Colbert. <laughs> Was that the Marks and Sparks range? <laughs> Um, Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, Lady Gaga. Um, so yeah, I went down. Of course, if, if anyone knows me, you know that I'm a little monster. I have been since she fucking rose through the scenes. It's like the one thing that stayed constant in my life. I've got the art <laughs> pop tattoo, and I'm not as crazed as I was when, like, back then. But I'm still crazed. And me and Lewis went down for like five days or four days i went to both shows the first show i was in golden circle myself had a blast like just dancing about and fucking six inch boots a red magna red see-through dress <laughs> okay. like everyone the was like mermaid, she loved mandy. no the little mermaid if she loved mandy and rumors are out about that one. <laughs> oh, in and out and Oh, Being really, really gorgeous. Oh yeah, that's having the one. everyone come to you. Yeah. Out. See, that's just annoying because I do with these veganism. Old... Yeah, veganism. Yeah, we have we yeah. have literally been eating Yeah, I had so wagyu beef. A wee wagyu beef slider in London, and bitch. That's that really expensive. You no, know, I was well. only sixteen pounds for two, so me and Lewis half like had money each. Like delicious, really? like so so yummy. And I like, thought my stomach not? was going to be cut up 
But I wasn't. No, it's fine. I just you're just like, you're just shutting red. Just shutting red. So everyone's like, ah, it's a meant to be shut scenes on that chest <laughs> in the golden circle. <laughs> and then when again the second night, of course, golden circle again, and I was right in front. She was right in front of me. Which was kind of like died a little bit, and obviously I was fucking pissed at this point. Kept crying, kept crying, was texting everyone. I'm all my so everyone was like, "Stop talking to me, <laughs> nobody cares." Um, which was amazing and great, but it's just an, it's the only thing that I will say is Lady Gaga's obviously like matured and like, and her career and her person. And before she used to like heavily interact with the audience and like the little monsters pull people on stage, like point people out and say. Did she that, not do that? Like even when she was walking through the audience, obviously she had that moment, but she was like dodging people's hands and all that right, so that okay. she wasn't touched. And like I get it, monkeypox and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, come on. You were dressed in a big fucking gold tinfoil jacket, like, come on. But it was but also, really amazing. I was screaming, yes, Gaga. I guess what she was so known for, or what, well, especially in the past, she was so known for being so hands-on with her fans and being so, like, invested in what her fans meant to her and what she meant to her fans and talking to everyone and all that kind of stuff. And it is sad to see how someone, yeah. the, mo the higher someone's career goes, the less accessible that level of be. intimacy is yeah but it was fucking amazing and the show was great and london was really nice as well i was really pissed on the saturday but what did you get up to went to dalston after gaga on the second night didn't go out much didn't go out the first night because getting home from tottenham hotspur stadium was a fucking mission and a half was it was it? like the, the gay hunger games <laughs> and there was this guy in front of me susan and lewis um walking and the scud's backpack on and we could hear him talking. He was like, no, that he's just like not seen the same way in the UK as it is in other countries. And I was like, that's because it's public indecency. <laughs> Full pecker and hairy arse out. Stop. I was like, watch this kid's going to try and suck it. <laughs> <laughs> right <Stop>. on it. <laughs> but it was honestly crazy. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. So, <laughs> by the time, <laughs> by the time uh, we got home, it was too late and we were like, we can't be fucked. And then we went straight from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to Dawson the second night. But then I was so pissed. I jumped on the bar, gave the, them all a bar dance, knocked the fruit over about three times and then ran Fruit? Away. What fucking fruit they bought in Dawson's <laughs> for the For the drinks, you know, those wee trays oh, where right. all the chopped up fruit. I kept kicking it off the bar. <laughs> And bitch, like, I was pussy slamming and all this, like, too much, team too much. And it's so annoying because Dolson's always full of, like, cuties mm. who are trans amorous, <laughs> should we say. And there was none, there was none. No, there was hunters, but right. bitch, I was running out the door, away. bye. <laughs> but I will say, so the last time I was there, obviously, Emily and uh, Lucia, yeah. Uh -huh. I had, okay, I was just, I always get scared that I that wrong. Um... Were there and I was talking to them and then I got talking to the person who works the door and there was a big fucking massive massive queue um because obviously it was like one of the official Lady Gaga after parties me and Lewis got out the taxi walked in the woman like knew me from last time but I got the stamps and we walked right in I was like you'll need to get my friend as well Lewis is actually just whited everywhere and I'm like right we need to get you a drink bitch because you stink of sick but yeah, no, it was kind of, I was like, bye, peasants. <laughs> bye, pumpkin. <laughs> bye, pumpkin. 
Um, and then, yeah, I've came back. My little monster cart has been renewed, upgraded. I'm now a multi-platinum monster. Right, slowly. Um, yeah, now it's just chill vibes until Saturday. Manchester. Oh, my first boiler room. And it's going to be boiling. I, <laughs> and it's going to be in a room. Yeah. Uh, I'm fucking shitting it. And everyone's actually going to get carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> the boiler's on the fritz. <laughs> <laughs> No, it'll be calm. It's gonna, no, it's, it's going to be a slay moment. A good moment. Um, uh, well, I'm just preparing, trying not to think about it too much. I feel like I've just like been in like a really like strange like days of trying to like piece my life together, or my life is like slowly coming together, but then also like dealing with like really big things that are happening to me personally. But then, cause like. It's my birthday next week and I have not thought about it once. Yeah, and it's weird because I've like everything's pure happening at an accelerate. It's like you're obviously like one of those stills in a movie when like the person is standing still and everything's no, like literally. accelerating around them on the street and all that. And literally. it's like you can't even catch a minute because you're meant to be processing this. Whilst also dealing with this news, whilst also going and doing a show in another country, whilst also yeah. doing that. Yeah. But I'll get there. I no, you will. I actually you have will. some time off in September. So that's good. That's nice. Might not be that nice for the bank balance. But, Aye, but it's right. fine. Um, so we got all caught up? I think so. Oh, yeah, and you all better back me when I audition for sleep. Um, <gasps> I was going to say celebrity big brother. Well, that's a good transition into what we're talking about today, oh, isn't it? Oh, transitions in the TV. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, so today... That was our wee catch-up. We hope everyone enjoyed. <laughs> That's the episode done. <laughs> um, yeah, so the episode today is going to be on trans representation and media. TV and film. And books. And music. Music, yeah. Well, just well, trans well, representation. Yeah, just trans representation. What the fuck are we going to call it? Um, Tranny's on tour. There's some tranny chasers up in and here. Yeah, welcome to my stratosphere. <laughs> we'll There's come. definitely... Oh, girl, you got she mail. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. That could work. That could work. Because we could talk about RuPaul's Drag Race as well. Oh, yeah, obviously. Okay. Well, let's so work, I, well, I'm t- I mean, nobody's shocked or surprised. I'm completely freeballing this episode, as I always do. I'm just going to spitball what comes to my brain. I read a few no articles. Notes. I've watched... Well, we watched that film, obviously. Oh, yeah. we've, talked, we've talked about this at length already, but yeah. um, there's also that brilliant documentary on Netflix called Disclosure. Yeah, I've watched that. that probably about three times. Not recently, but I do kind of remember some of the context of it. Yeah. And I quickly, quickly, quickly read, like, one article before um, we started recording when I was literally just straight out the shower. Um... But apart from that, free balling as well. Aye. Well, I guess it's just... I, think I mean, we have should... balls. We might as well <laughs> let them free. Let the, let the girls out the carriage, honey. <laughs> um, I guess we should start with, like, what we know or what we can remember as our first... Yeah, what was your first, like, instance of trans rep- representation in the media? Because I can perhaps think of mine. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I spoke about mine the last time. And that was the person, the trans man who was pregnant. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like mine was before that. And it was my mum used to always, always loved watching, like, 
those uh, like Law and Order, Nip Tuck, uh-huh. um, Cold Case, all those ones. And they were so quintessential for having like dead trans characters yeah. on it. Um, and I remember, what's her name? She was in, um, she was like Caitlyn Jenner's pal for about two minutes. That Cameron? Or is it? What, is she trans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me find it. No idea. Dav Cameron? No. <laughs> Stop. No, that bitch is what, What's <laughs> Fuck, what's her name? It begins with a C. Oh, Candice Kane. Oh, Candice Kane. Yeah, that's She's it. been on drag, Chris. She's blonde. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. So she was on... It was one of those... Like, crime Crime, crime ones. And she was obviously playing, like, this dead trans sex worker um that's like what... cookie mold cutter no, of like what literally and if it's like... not like one of those trans people playing it as well william fucking <laughs> like, okay. stop william bellend <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that those are my first instances and then there was obviously like the jerry springer show so it'd be like um which one of these girls is a man yeah um and then, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner. To be honest, she was like. I think yeah, she honestly. That's the first. That's the first, um, trans story that I can remember being very transfixed by. Before that, what year? Let me. This is some research in the flesh. I'm going to check. So I started watching. Or Nadia from Big Brother. See, I didn't watch. Big Brother when that happened. But the, the, this is the thing, there's like little like drips yeah, and but, drabs. But if like, you're not aware of transness, then you don't If you're not watching Untucked, you'll not get the full story. You're only getting half <laughs> the story, mama. Half. Um, yeah, so see when Orange is the New Black. What, Laverne Cox? Laverne Cox. There is a scene in one of the episodes, I honestly think it might be the first or the second. It's definitely in the first season. And there is an episode where it's like a flashback or it's like a thing where it's Laverne goes into the cubicle and then like detransitions. Right. And at that time, I think, what year did that come out? Like 2013 or whatever? Yeah. I was still completely fucking stupid and didn't fully understand or grasp the basic levels of transness. And I genuinely thought that that's what she had done. Little did I know that she's got a twin brother. Yeah. And that was what the scene was. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. genuinely... When you're not... Like, when you have no grasp of transness, you do... I you, feel like you do place that emphasis of, like... Transformation. Yeah, the transformation. Sort of yeah. like how the comparison between like drag queens and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. But I remember being confused by that scene and then being like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. And then being like, she's a man. <laughs> she's the man. <laughs> like, okay. Also, I, Laverne I, Cox is fully like literally 50 years old and I'm like, she? wait, bitch. Yeah, she's honestly so old. <laughs> <laughs> um, But then also like obviously with Drag Race and Carmen Carrick, Carrera? Yeah, oh, she, that bitch can't. <laughs> she is 50 years old. What, what the, the hell? Um, yeah, and then I guess Drag Race. Drag really... Race to a certain extent. I feel like Drag Race caricatured transness to the point where only until there was a certain amount of trans people on the show that there was like actual agency to like really 
put the producers and RuPaul himself in check. Like the whole she-male stuff, like all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like the fact that RuPaul literally brought out a song called Chinese Chaser. Like we're all like cackling, like ha ha ha, how funny. But then also it's like, that's yeah, actually really bad. Do you know, the thing that's always bothered me, because I obviously have spoke about how like, I basically am a walking talking RuPaul's Drag Race fucking redactionary. But... <laughs> The thing that annoyed me for so, so long when it was all this trans conversation about whether or not trans femme contestants should be allowed on the show was that right now and for like the past hot minute, RuPaul has really been like the pinnacle of how people who aren't queer see the queer community. Yeah. It's their first sort of like mainstream gateway into queerness in the queer community. And when you are at the forefront of that, i.e. RuPaul, and you're not letting all levels of queerness be shown or allowed on your show, you're then basically saying that you you only want to show one a one-dimensional level of queerness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really annoyed me because obviously RuPaul was around what in the 19 fucking 80s around the time that paris is burning was shot like did the whole damn thing with like these trans pioneers and then to turn around and pay them dust because you've made money from doing what they is started it like, like see all all the main references and taglines and memorable quotes from rupaul's drag race were made by trans people yeah exactly and it's it, it's and see until you watch paris is burning yeah and you actually see that yeah exactly you're like whoa like because i had no idea it's fundamental yeah like everything exactly that's that reading is fundamental um and and that is insane and like again it's this way of like this black gay man essentially as not giving these black trans women the Jews. And like, fr- like, that is disgusting at the end of the day. And it's all well and good, like, us watching Drag Race and, like, um, consuming it and enjoying it for what it is. But then when you get him saying that he doesn't believe trans people should be on the show, or, like, with Peppermint, for example, and, like, she wasn't able to transition until, like, yeah. she was on the show afterwards, and that can have, like, such deep, deep effects yeah. on someone's mental health. I mean, for... To do the whole fucking 180 and then when it gets to the point that you realise that you've got contestants that hundreds of people are wanting on Mm. that, you know, will make the viewers. And then it's also to make yourself look good and be like, okay, well, we've now started letting trans people on. Because the first openly trans contestant, I'm sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, was that was allowed to compete and wasn't like coming back or anything was... Got Mac, got Mac yeah. came in as a trans man. Whereas like other people have obviously came out as trans on the show and stuff and had their like whole produced moment be- yeah, to yeah, make yeah. the telly gold. And while Scott Mac walking through those doors was fucking amazing and like a stepping stone in the right direction, it also stuck to the um the, ideology uh, of, of, of a man coming in yeah, and a man becoming a woman. And becoming yeah, a yeah. woman, which is what RuPaul has so so like wholeheartedly stuck by and i know that like see at the end of the day whether or not you've let fucking kylie snake glove walk back through the door you've let gia gun come through the door and be the cunt pussy bitch moment he doesn't believe that they should be on that show yeah and you can see it okay kylie won because like 
why would she not win? She's yeah, like amazing. she was really good. But it's like the treatment and like the subtle villainization and don't get me wrong, Gia, as I can, but like <laughs> the way that these trans contestants are quite often painted as harmful yeah. to trans. And whether or not it's like blatantly like transphobia, it's just those like wee microaggressions. And well, it's, it's like, the same with like any form of media. Trans people are automatically either placed within a victim mentality or a villainous mentality. Yeah. And it's like the same way with a lot of sort of trans quoted horror films in like psycho or silence of the lambs it's like these characters that show gender variance or show gender difference are shown to be the villains which then automatically makes the audience internalize the fact that gender variance is something that is wrong and is something that should be counteracted yeah what's his name like fucking what bingo bell or something in Science of the Lambs. <laughs> What's his name? Bengal Wiggs. <laughs> um, Buffalo Bill. Right. I mean, that is a cunt movie, though. I say, <laughs> I've, never seen, I've, nev- I've never seen it. I've oh, never seen really, it. really good. I've never seen it. Um, but yeah, no, and I think going off that, the problem within all aspects of media is, especially when, like, right now, obviously, the whole sort of media... Um, wavelength that they're all on is that they're either only spouting transphobic shite and they're not then showing like anything else like trans pride happened in london over thirty thousand people attended not Crackets. one single not one not single, single article like, at all None. the only thing that are being posted are these things that are constantly and whether or not the news articles themselves are being transphobic when you're constantly putting forward um like accounts of transphobic attacks, like saying all these statistics that are harmful towards trans people, it's subconsciously again just feeding into people's mindset. And it's like right now, the public enemy number one is trans femme people. Yeah. That's that across Britain. And, but that's like going off on a tangent there. Back to the point. Throughout a lot of media representation of trans women, it's either been a trans woman who is the complete this passable sex pin-up doll moment uh-huh. or, or it's a man in a wig that's yeah. like wearing a horrible dress and like it's one of the two extremes why are you looking at me when you say that <laughs> bitch you don't wear dresses <laughs> <laughs> i'm the one that wears the wigs <laughs> and the dresses <laughs> me Face and crack. the golden circle <laughs> no so like if, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about that, it's like when you saw Monroe Bergdorf going on um Good Morning Britain talking to Piers Morgan. Yeah. About I mean it doesn't matter if you get no, that cunt's name wrong. No. About <laughs> Piers, um, jump off one. <laughs> <laughs> just about Levitt, just like obviously her experience with L'Oreal and all that kind of stuff, but it's like how can you, as a journalist, as someone who works within the media, as someone who works within a news or as a news anchor or whatever, invite someone on a show to talk about a specific point and then just not let them speak? Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes and no like, sense. And it's honestly infuriating and it annoys me that like it's so infuriating. But it's like, see if you're honestly a good journalist, whether or not you agree with what this cunt is saying or like whatever, what whoever is on the show, like... Let like, them speak. Honestly, you may as well just not have any guests. Save no, yourself and, and the just, money and, and just, just say your shit at the fucking camera. Yeah, literally. It makes no fucking sense. It's like, I mean, it's like, you're going to invite on a 
like a minority and then just talk over them when yeah. you're a fucking white man. Or even it's you'll invite on the the, the victim, the person who the, the news article or what the story is about is directly affecting, so i.e. a trans person, and then you'll invite on a TERF. And it's like... Why, why should... And also, it's like, see when someone's recounting, like... And again, obviously, this is how the media works, and it's like how people... It's like to attract viewers and stuff. But it's like... See when someone's coming on and saying I was treated badly, there shouldn't be someone who's going to debate that. No, that's, because that's, your experience. that's literally your experience. <laughs> oh, are you sure you did? <laughs> oh, well, statistically, it's like no. Statistically, that, you're still the man. I literally, it's like, well, honey, that's what actually happened. Yeah. And you know what? Props to Monroe Bergdahl for always keeping her cool and like being the can't cam collected moment because yeah. she really is good at like public speaking and all that. And she's obviously been back on a few times. And she lets Pierce have her moment and then says what she's got to say and always yeah, does it yeah, so like, yeah. eloquently. But I think but it's, like, it's, who it, can be it's also it's also hard when when someone is debating your experience so abrasively and so without moral that you need to be the one who's calm and collected yeah, yeah, yeah. and you need to one who shows yeah. the person Because does. in reality it should be like the trans fame person or the person who's like quote unquote the victim or whatever who's screaming and shouting, especially if they're having their fucking experience dictated. Yeah. And what it really is, is just one of these things that see at the start of like any movement towards anything. Unfortunately, there has to be those people who have dealt with an experience who then have like decided to turn to activism, who have to sort of be like the pioneers where they do face all this shit. Yeah. Because like without Monroe Bergdorf going on and like bringing it to like a wider public knowledge, the trans rights activism movement probably wouldn't be at the stage it is right now. Yeah. Like, it's all these moments where it's like, it only helps. And I know that there there is a lot of... I remember when that interview came out and even just seeing her exist within that space and time and understanding that that is somewhere that I could be. Mm-hmm. And even just, like, I guess when I think about the representation that has perhaps molded me into the trans person that I am today or correction has allowed me to become more myself mm-hmm. is very important so yeah. like Hunter Schaefer, Sophie, like Monroe Bergdorf, all these people that are honestly just navigating their own lives but I think that it's it's again with the with the, when I came to art school even just Scara being at the art school yeah. that was such a yeah. Like uh, it's such, a, a, such a moment think, in your mind. Yeah, exactly. And it's especially when you're coming from like Kilmarna because your dad are like Bayless and we're like, as we spoke about being f- before, like at that point, I was only the, the only out like gay boy. There was no other representation and the representation that you're being fed at this young age is the stereotypical like flamboyant. And okay, that was really true for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, still, it's like, you don't want to be the stereotype. Yeah. Like, you best believe I wanted to go to school with that blush on, but <laughs> obviously I'm not going to be that gay who wears makeup. Now I'm just that tranny who wears <laughs> fucking too much blush. Um, but it is, and I think, again, this is me just being idealistic, but I really have hopes for the future in which the all the dissections of transness have their time to be represented because I think that 
it's hard enough trying to get any trans representation but again when you're only because as nice as seeing like Monroe Bergdorf and like Hunter not doing the the gav and like even like Kylie Sinek Love, Gia Gunn, all these people who are in the public eye quite a lot of them are just it's just like they're passable yeah it's a very specific yeah, type it's of like, trans and that's nothing that's not going against that and it's like props to them and stuff but it's like when you're questioning your gender identity when you're only given one view of transness that's all you have to aspire to yeah which then leads to i think a lot of people like having being really disappointed yeah, in themselves. And like or like extreme levels of like gender dysphoria when in reality, if you were shown like all aspects, then you would be more comfortable within your gender presentation. I think there was one one thing that I think stood out to me about Hunter Schaefer, for example, was just the fact that she didn't have bottom surgery. Yeah, and, and I she's thought that, like, that had photo shoots where she's like yeah, yeah, bulge yeah, out. Yeah. But as I said, it's a bulge out summer for real, for no, real. For real, for real. <laughs> the same with Sophie or the same with Arca. It's like the, the these specific modes of transness is what really allowed me to feel comfortable in my own body yeah. and realise that bottom surgery was just not a thing. For, it's just not yeah. a thing for me, do you know what I mean? And like, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, exactly. But I would not know that that is okay unless I saw euphoria or yeah. i consumed the music that i was consuming in that moment in time do you know what i mean yeah it's weird to think about that like if you've just been like led down like a different path then your whole sort of ideology and thought process and it's also just something that's changed. so completely unattainable and i think also there is a lot of even just the education on on bottom, bottom surgery and, and what it means and i think a lot of well not a lot of people but i I know that I felt a pressure to get it to perhaps conform to a societal standard or to make perhaps make my dating life easier or whatever. But then it's like, if I'm not getting this surgery purely for myself, if I feel comfortable with what I've got, but I still want to get the surgery to appease like a different narrative, don't get the surgery. Yeah. Don't get the surgery because you'll, you'll just end up regretting it. Yeah, and I think as well, because I've read, there was a book, I can't remember what the name was. It was like, honestly, at the start of lockdown and it was like an older trans woman's point of view and like her experience and then like sort of like... A memoir. Like sort of like a memoir, but also like statistically and like... Do you right. know how like a... Just a non-fiction book, that's the word. <laughs> and like, like a, you know, like, like an extended sort of essay, but like sort of had experience. It's called a non-fiction book. <laughs> okay, we got her. We got you. <laughs> um, and she had like had bottom surgery later and was like in a lesbian relationship and stuff. And she was talking about quite often again it comes down to each individual's own view but like quite often it's like viewed as like the point in transition that like as You're the done. holy maker and like yeah. the gold but like there's so much that comes with it and also Something that isn't really spoke about, I think, to avoid the cis argument of being like, you're going to be disappointed when you transition and all this, is that, like, quite often there is some trans femme people go through, like, feelings of... What's the word? Not, like, missing, but I guess you would say, like, missing. Like, because obviously they've lived with a, a certain body for so long to then have that literally changed in, what, a matter of, like, 12 hours or something, mm. or however long the surgery, to then readjust and go about your whole life. There is a sense of, like, loss there. Of course. And 
she was saying that like no one had like sat her down and spoke about that and it's something that like she doesn't regret it but the first sort of initial few but months I, I think that's because there is such a there was such a narrative of like you need to hate what you have to the yeah. point of up to the point of not wanting it and you'll finally be okay when you don't have it so there is there is never that need for the conversation of loss because the narrative is that you've not lost anything yeah, you've gained something yeah, you've gained something and um, you can actually like that conversation can happen you can like teach people self-love and all that and people can love themselves completely but still won't bottom search yeah should we talk about euphoria yeah i know i was like we'd about getting a fucking surgeon <laughs> get the bloody fucking surgeon needles out um so this article that i read about euphoria very quickly before we started this well it was about trans representation as a whole but i went to the euphoria part because i think it's something that we have both been yeah, really really invested in and it's been the in minute. the cultural zeitgeist for a long time and it's actually probably one of the first bits of media that people will have seen people like us yeah essentially like yeah. young trans people um and so obviously hunter schaefer's character jules is a trans femme teenager yeah. i guess um and real life 34 no literally <laughs> 57 and um, that's a 34 double d batch because she got them big old, old titties big old berries <laughs> 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 um, and so she is trans uh, We find out she is trans from the offset um, Yeah the first sort of scene is In the first episode Is like her going to that grinder hookup Yeah that, and that's Which is, is very it, Let me Let me finish <laughs> Right When we first meet Jules The teenage trans character In the hitch Oh hitch The hit <laughs> Let me start again <laughs> <laughs> when we first meet Jules, the teenage trans character in the hit HBO show Euphoria, her assault is our point of entry. It isn't a false representation, but it isn't a good one either. Her tragedy is the audience opportunity, an educational moment at her expense. This would be less tiresome if the public portrayal of trans girlhood was more varied or if the growing number of real-life assaults didn't loom all too large. Of course, violent attacks are a reality for many trans people, but are we ever allowed fantasy? Yeah. Which I thought was a really interesting point of the article because I sat and watched that show and I was just like, do you know what? I feel like I've been in a situation yeah. like that. And like... The fact that it didn't just dawn on me that this was the first time that we're meeting a very, very important character in the show who showcases a very, very important part of um, identity reality. Mm -hmm. It's just, we're just so used to just seeing shit for yeah. us that no. it just it just didn't even pass me by and then even just like the the part where she goes to the party and she first interacts with nate mm -hmm. that jacob guy's character yeah. and he obviously doesn't know that she's trans but immediately when he starts starts on her and starts to victimize her you think that's that's what he's gonna he's gonna be yeah. like tranny this that uh -huh. or whatever, but he's literally just some like fuck like I drunk white guy like being exactly. a fucking cunt, and like she thinks that, and so she's like 
da 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 do you want to start slicing a horn and I all that? like can <laughs> But it's even just the fact that, like, we immediately just think that he's gonna, like, be so, so monumentally transformed. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're almost programmed to expect the absolute ultimate worst in terms of... Uh, in terms? Lerms. Lerms and limes. <laughs> Lerms and limes. <laughs> um, in terms of, like, transphobia and stuff, that... Yeah, see, if that had opened up and it had been hard and a really nice setting, you would probably have, like, an actual reaction mm. rather than not just, like, you're watching it and, okay, it's a bit uncomfortable to watch that first scene or whatever, but it just it doesn't dawn on you. And also, yeah. it comes down to that, like, I think the whole thing with the Euphoria first season that worked so well was obviously Hunter had, had like, really big props in writing the trans character. So then, obviously, it's not, like someone who has no idea about transness writing about transness. Yeah. And there was a level of relatability that, I, like, any trans femme person had within that, especially with that first opening scene where it is sort of that... Dichot- that dichotomy, is that dichotomy, the right yeah. Of, like, the older guy and then the younger, bordering on the lines of not actually being of age. No, say. like, fully not yeah, of age. Yeah, fully not of age. Yeah, fully not of age. Borderline. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, that, like, I'm sure, like, majority, if not all, have had some experience where they've either been in that situation or, like, potentially could have been in a situation like that. So then you, like, it's just that relatability yeah. that was, like, so fresh. But it is just sad that, like, levels of relatability quite often come from levels no, of the, trauma. Those moments of trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also I think there was about, I think what made the... What made Euphoria so monumental and what made Joe's character so mo- monumental that there was never a, a direct conversation about her wanting any type of surgery or her thinking any type of way about her body. It was that she just, she takes hormones, that's it. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel Which like... I thought was, for me, that was like so, so, so nice it's because sort of... I was like, I feel seen. Yeah, and it's sort of that thing as well, but I'm sure Kim Petrus. Yikes. And <laughs> Ethel Kane have definitely said when they've started gaining traction, they've like given interviews and they've talked obviously like because I feel like see the minute the publications find out that, that you're trans, all they want to do is talk about like your experience growing up as a trans person. Mm. And Ethel has talked about it and Kim has definitely said that what they want to be as known as being like a good musician and a good songwriter who also happens to be, be trans. trans yeah. The same way where is Euphoria that um, Jules happened to be a trans character, but she wasn't the trans character. It was like, it wasn't the forefront of everything. And obviously there was moments where like, transness was at the front because of something. It had to be investigated, yeah. Yeah. To, yeah, exactly. But it wasn't like, You're she's... a fucking faggot just like your daddy. <laughs> like, oh, God. God. Collect it, collect it. <laughs> What's that, Beyonce let it? No, no, she's gone. Speaking of trans representation, <laughs> we've all been listening to the Renaissance. Miss Honey. Miss Honey. But yeah. Yeah, no, so I think Euphoria is definitely the first season. Second season was questionable. Like, very questionable, questionable. But again, I think that's because Sam Levinson, whatever, yeah. decided to take the writing ropes. <laughs> that viral pen and get to work on that A4 bit of paper. And we said, Mama, this script is shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what, what is, is this? this? 
oh, so we're doing this now. <laughs> we're um, villainizing the trans girl. Just to piggyback off of your point, see at the beginning of my, well, I, I'm still kind of in the beginning of my career, but at the beginning of um, when everything was happening before Angelica came out, the, the, like every single, every single interview was about being trans. And, and it's like, I'm happy to talk about being trans. And yes, my record is, is about being trans, to be honest. And yeah, it is yeah. a transitional record. And it had to be made in my career in order for me to feel complete as an artist. Because you can't go through these big monumental changes in yeah, your life completely. and not make, like, and if you make art, not make art about them. But I think it was, it was also because I was very much at, a, it wasn't like I had done transitioning. I was very much still transitioning yeah, with all those. Yeah, like I did not feel now. comfortable yeah. with myself at all. And then to be talking about it in a way that I was still growing, going through it, but not having not been on the other end of it yeah. was just like really strange. So, 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 Whereas I think with obviously with Kim Petras and Ethel and, um, other trans people or even like Hunter Schaefer or just like other trans people within that zeitgeist um, I think they when they talk about their experiences they're all prob- probably at a point of um, comfortability yeah they've and been like transitioning a few years before yeah. they got famous or whatever but, but I was like fuck no Aye, fuck and no. it's also it's just that way but it's like see when you're going to hone in on that and then like print and publish it for an article it almost seems like you're not making a spectacle of the person, but it's like people reading that will then like they either like are for trans people or they're like against trans people. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're then like allowing these readers to like make an opinion based off reading two lines. And I remember when the the BBC were asking for a subtext to explain who I was or whatever, and they were asking, and they said. Does Talia want us to include the fact that she's trans in the subtext? And I was like, no, because no. why is it relevant? Yeah, literally. And this is the thing. Obviously, it's part of you and part of who you are, and it runs through like every mu- all the music that you do, like your stage show and whatever. That's fine. But it's also like, unless you're wanting to speak about it, then it really shouldn't be spoken yeah. about. And unless it's like you having a big moment and being like this is so transgender right now then <laughs> it's really so like you're not going up there and being like do 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 i'm trans you're going yeah. up there and like playing a bang and say it and that yeah. should be what the focus is on because yeah, exactly. like you don't go out and be like oh so you're a cis man in the music industry yeah. you're a cis female so because of your cis like but i think also because there was such an emphasis on my gender and my race at the point where i won those two salmons because it was like the first black trans person to like ever win these awards or whatever Mm -hmm. which i don't negate but then also there there comes a point where i was also the first like that's true but i was also the first person ever to win two yeah exactly so it's like what the focus wasn't really on that yeah it was like do, 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 who also happened to win too. Yeah. And it's like, you got your priorities fucked up. <laughs> that Azealia quote. This is skinny. This is very this, glamorous. This is very glamorous, bitch. Look how they did the toes. <laughs> <laughs> toes. <laughs> um, have we got anything else? I'm trying to think. Um, there was, uh, so this article, so this thesis was created in 2013, but I, re- I quickly read the conclusion. I thought it was very, very, very relevant. So this is a few. This was a few years ago, but I think, 
as a whole, it's still relevant. So by and large, the media is unethical in its portrayal of transgender characters. Trans people are used to sensationalise stories and to pull in higher rates so producers can make more money. This co-opting comes at a cost. Stereotypes are employed and treated as valid assessments of human beings and the struggles faced by transgender by the transgender community are downplayed and treated as little more than comedic props. These ideas then become reinforced in viewers who have no other knowledge of what it means to be trans. The media will not give more responsible and honest portrayals of transgender characters until the audience demands it of them, which we have obviously seen in recent years. Mm-hmm. Hollywood depends on its source of revenue and when society takes a stand and demands better programming, it will slowly but surely be delivered. Audiences are not responsible only for only demanding the media's ethical behaviour. Audiences should be held accountable for the knowledge they choose to take away from a show, movie or news story. There is great opportunity for independent learning. Stereotypes and prejudices prejudices should not be acceptable when we see how they are reflected back at us in the media. Fighting prejudice with knowledge is the first step to making the world a more diverse and accepting place for every group. And now I say that has happened in recent years because as there has been an influx of more information on trans identity and people identifying more with trans uh-huh. there's obviously been more of a need for trans representation in the media like we have seen on RuPaul there has just been more trans people yeah, on yeah. it that's just it like we've seen you with Euphoria there has been more but the tra- always said trans representation Michelle Visage <laughs> <laughs> there has been more like yeah. there has been there as, Pose, as, as, like, as like Doctor Who for example bringing yeah. in Yasmin like uh-huh. Heartstopper the film we literally yeah, watched a couple I of days ago. Just want to quickly, I just thought of a point there. Going back to that thing of like only ever seen like when trans people are represented on like telly as like that sort of victim thing and it's like some sort of trauma. See, when we were watching that movie, it was so cute. It was so I bet cute. You was so so cute. I mean, is, it was so... Uh, yeah. It was so... So this is a film on Amazon Prime currently that Lou sent me a couple of months yeah. ago, the trailer. It was directed by Billy... Billy Billy Jean Porter. And you can tell that. Um, And it's called Anything's Possible and it basically follows this. um, Anything was possible when that bitch walked into that screen writing room. (laughs) Um, This black trans girl navigating her like first romance and and she's in like high school and it's so cute. Um, But that bitch is cheesy. No, like pure mature cheddar. But that's what I was going to say. Like see throughout that Obviously, you know how, like, the stereotypical cheesy high school romance story goes, but, like, we were expecting something traumatic to happen. No, like And see, when it didn't, we were like, okay. okay. Like, okay. We were like, we can watch this. But we can I, I was really cute this. because, I mean, we wanted more sex. <laughs> no, literally. Literally. <laughs> the guy was really cute, but also they all looked 38 but, years old. And, and they, they were, were all <laughs> playing, like, 17, 18-year-old people. It's and like... they were all wearing high heels to school. <laughs> Like fully like, turning up, like a full, like full, like, like those shorts, like, like the those... full geesh moments. It was too much, but also we were sort of living. No, like running about like, 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 like this... actual botanic gardens in Philadelphia or whatever, and little actual like what the was that? Baby shoes <laughs> and her like supposed best friend turned enemy coming in full Ghanaian princess <laughs> every single time. Like right. she was coming to school and doing the most, <laughs> the most like literally. <laughs> 
Nubian princess. Nubian princess. Like we were screaming, like coming, like coming in in the full, the full African geese. Like the geese moment, bitch. And but you know what? I was so cute. So we do recommend that everyone watches that. It's just nice to see like a wee, and it's sort of that way where it's like. Got that sort of sentimental feel or that yearning feel because you're like, oh, I wish I could experience that. Yeah. But I it. used to get that even. That's why I don't really watch a lot of gay, like, even, like, gay boy things because, like, I never had that. <laughs> <laughs> I love a bit of gay fat. No, like, I gay, hate gay, them. Gay I love media. gay porn, <laughs> but I don't like gay people. <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, what love stories do we have? Not at all, anyway, I'll tell you that. <laughs> The Sahara Desert. No, dry. Like literally, um, like one yeah. hit wonders, and they be happy. And, and I, they, I know it's one they, definitely one hit, but I said a wonder. wonder? No. no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, well, we were actually so hyped up as <laughs> well. <laughs> I know we're I'm, gonna close this yeah, episode out. That's now. just a wee shorty one because I hey, hey shorty, shorty. <laughs> because I've actually got, got work. work surprisingly. So if if only this was live, I would say come. I'll, I'm doing meet and greets in the girls' street outside the McDonald's. Lou um, doesn't work in McDonald's. We just can't dock. So yeah, I mean, fully just pull up to the Instagram. I'll tell you a bit about work. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I feel like. Cute things were talk, Cute talked things about there. things were said. A lot of laughs were had. Yeah. A lot of tea was spilled. A lot of tea was spilled. And I think we'll probably be able to do an episode record next Tuesday and then one will be out next week as well. Okay, well, don't get any promises, Lou. Like, <laughs> oh, no, we will be keying. <laughs> <laughs> don't be getting any promises. No. Well, but... I'm off work. But... You forget that. Uh, we, no, you... we're going. We're going to Edinburgh. Aye, and we can do it in the evening. Oh, <laughs> it's my birthday the next day, the tenth yeah. of August. Leo, it's Leo season, bitch. Now nah, I've been <laughs> feeling it. Put your paws up, mama. No, the paws have been up. I've actually got hand cramps. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we're gonna close out. Bye, 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 bye. Love you.